Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of Taking in the Scene. Uh, as always, I am Mango Sorbet, and I'm joined by Denzel Dargo here and Warm Orange. Hello. Welcome to this episode. I am so excited to be leading on this episode. This is going to be like a pretty fun, light, airy episode. We're going to be talking about We Love Kink. Yes, woo, and what we love about it and how it feels affirming to us and how we can take pride in our kink. Um, I feel like kink is one of those things where... Um, like we know we love it, but we haven't really talked about why we love it, what we love about it. And I think we also don't often take the time mm-hmm. to feel proud of ourselves. You know, kink is um, like fun and sexy, but it's also basically a hobby. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we all develop skills like Orange is a rope master. And that's oh, I mean, master is a little bit of exaggeration, but but oh. also I, I am. I'm OK, pretty, pretty you're good. a rope squire. Casual. <laughs> Ra- rope Casual. master. Yeah, Casual saying, rope master. Well, uh, we're gonna go with rope squire because. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Would thou like to be tied? Yeah, that's, I imagine that's how Orange approaches people. All negotiations. Would thou accurate, like to be accurate, tied? Right yeah. in a tunic. Um, I love it in a tunic. Okay, well, Orange. We'll have to get Orange an orange tunic. Ooh. Um, yeah. Well, no, no. I, I have a lab coat just for that moment. Yeah, but. but. It, I think the joke here. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You, you gave me a tunic and then put me on a horse and then I can also be like a lawyer. So it'd be like Orange Esquire. Okay, oh. you know what? That's quite funny. <laughs> that came together really well. That and it was quick. Normally, it takes a really long time for Orange to explain the joke. Yep. I don't know what's going on today. <laughs> I know. It's it's a new day, new season. It's a new season. Um, Not well, well for us done, yet. Orange Esquire. <laughs> Um, that was very well done. I, I, w- I will accept the praise. Um, I, I shall not say nay to that. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's a horse, a horse joke. A double entendre because also <laughs> nay is like, you know, <laughs> like nay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Yes. Okay, um, okay. But, but uh, we love kink. We love kink. We love kink. And what we love about kink. Also, I, I, I like how I said it as a question, Mango <laughs> said it as an affirmation, and Denzel said it as a statement. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> We're all coming from this from different places. Well, um, there's a lot to talk about with we love when it comes to loving kink. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say that, what is the first thing that comes to y'all's minds? How about you, Denzel? When we love kink. Like, what is it that brings me joy? I guess it is about that expression. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading some book about how, like, the identity that we create that's not based on the identity, you know, pushed upon us by cultural norms. Mm-hmm. Like, we find a lot of, like, solidarity and joy in that. And, like, you know, in kink, finding love in the ability of creating your own identity and, like, making your way through it. Like, you can... You can, I think, like experience a breadth of things that you might not have wanted to or thought were accessible to you until you were in a kink space. So yeah. to like to be able to feel these things and to come back and like ruminate and reflect and like think about how did it feel to be in that moment or how empowered you were when what, you were what, like. How is that different from other things you enjoy? Ooh, You know, in some ways it's not. Interesting. Yeah. In some ways, like. Mm-hmm. I think I still get like the same high from 
a scene in a play party that I will get from like being in a performance because those mm. are things that I love. Like I love that, that synergy that comes to life. And for me, like I'm always finding a way to seek it and do something different with it as well in both like performance and kink. So yeah. when I come up to kink, it's like I have comfortability in these areas, but wouldn't it be awesome to like try something new yeah. because I love the the feeling of doing a new thing. And kink, it, there's a lot of new th- kink. Is, <laughs> there's a lot in kink. I know. Just mm-hmm. when you thought mm-hmm. you'd done everything, someone comes up with new things that you can do. Oh, yeah. Right. New acronyms every day. And oh, I'm like, so what true. letters do these represent? Okay, my, cool. My favorite is when someone comes up to me with a kink. They're like, I'm really into this. And I'm like, what's that? And they're like, you don't know about <laughs> this very obscure kink. And right? I'm like, oh, my God. I'm. You're not trying. in the ick yik? Ick exactly. <laughs> you're, not, you're, you're not on the W? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, exactly. Resurrecting so. old memes. Some old, old inside jokes. You know, you had mentioned this high that you get when you perform when you do kink. Um, I'm wondering if y'all understand some of the science behind that. Looking at looking at the scientists over here. Is there science? Well, well okay. It's the science. I know there's brain chemicals. So there's the brain chem... Oh. The study that I recall is that if you were to give a, or scientists have speculated, if you give a mouse a button to where they they press a button, they get an orgasm, they will continuously press the button with the orgasm until they die. So they'll they'll, they'll not eat, they just get to press a button, get an orgasm, they'll just keep doing it until they die. Okay, well that wasn't quite what I was talking about. Well, but, well, but, but it's the brain chemical. Scientists are you giving said give mice a mouse, orgasms? Yeah, I was going to say, when you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to want a glass of milk. Do y'all remember that book? I do, but, well, but what but, about mice and orgasms? I know. Right? We get to, <laughs> I was well, going to say, it's a stu- it's a study. I didn't realize that mice could have orgasms. I mean, so, so, so the study was actually done with chimps, but I was trying to use the mouses to like make it more generic. Also, they did do the study with mice Why too. Why would you need to protect chimp's identity here. <laughs> because because what, what if chimp Skylark didn't want you to see his shiny teeth? Not oh my god. <laughs> okay. The po- I'll give you some of the science on this. I'll sort of do it broadly. Mm-hmm. But part of the reason we have things like sub and dom drop is because while we're doing kink, our brain is flooded with all our happy hormones, so things like dopamine and serotonin. Mm-hmm. And your brain can only produce so much at once. So often, either during a scene, after a scene, or like a day or so after the scene, you'll experience subdrop, where you your brain isn't able to produce any more of the happy hormones, and you're sort of in a waiting period until those come back. But Mm -hmm. while you're in the scene or while you're doing the kink, you're flooded with these happy hormones. And I imagine for Denzel, that also happens when he's performing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why I think using the term like I get high when I do those things really makes a lot of sense. And you can sort of mitigate the like more like intense side effects of subdrop by having a good aftercare plan mm-hmm. or checking in with your partners mm-hmm. and sub subs aren't the only ones who can get subdrop dom drop doms can also get dom drop yeah that was or, a hard or, sense or to tops. say Top, tops and tops, also, tops, tops top dom, drop middles, yeah. drop top switches drop <laughs> raindrop drop <laughs> raindrop. top no. subdrop what, what year is it 2018 oh bottoms don't God. know what's up or not <laughs> Okay, and well, you can make a song about this. This but, is what happens. This is what happens when we have somebody who's literary, literary AF on your podcast. <laughs> AF. But I think you're right, is that that adrenaline rush that you get from the thing that you're doing in a scene is so 
it's kind of intoxicating and addicting, but it's also empowering and freeing because like mm-hmm. you feel <clears throat> a sense of euphoria. And yeah. um, I think that you get a chance to really glimpse at your true self in two states, mm-hmm. either your lowest lows or your highest highs. Talk more about that. So if you're able to see like right. when, when you go through sorrowful or grieving experiences and you really get to see like, you know, your resilience for a chance, mm-hmm. you know, that shows you who you are, but you would only be able to see it in that circumstance. Yeah. But on the flip side, like sometimes you're only going to be able to see like, the best joyful expression of yourself if you're in a situation that is pure joy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think kink can do that to you based on how you're seen and whatever it is you're right. doing. Is I like, also think, by the way, fair. you had said like that grief and that sorrow, like if you're in a safe controlled space and you've like negotiated scene, you mm-hmm. can experience like a lot of fear, yes. a lot of like sadness, yes. a lot of um, uh, like you can in a controlled way, experience those emotions, mm-hmm. especially if you, if you actively want to explore that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of reasons someone would want to explore that. I think that you have an opportunity for both. It's not just the like high highs. You can also sort of put yourself in a position where you're, I don't want to call it a low cause you're seeking mm-hmm. out the experience, right. but um, you don't really get that opportunity because a lot of things in our lives aren't really that heavily negotiated or right. planned out. Well, I mean, at, at the risk of at the risk of going off the rails again, um, I was going to say that the, that there's one kink that's pretty somewhat controversial, which is uh, tickling, and <laughs> there's there's a science behind tickling to where you're panicking. Um, well, it's not a panic, but it's like the places where you are ticklish usually are places where you're most vulnerable. It's like under your armpits, mm. on your neck, uh, mm. at the back of your leg, stuff like that. Those are places where veins run through and they're kind of surface, more close to the surface. So from a from a What's been observed by some scientists, and by that I mean I haven't looked it up and confirmed, uh, so I can't tell you which scientist, but more specifically, um, the concept of why children are ticklish, and it's kind of like parents will tickle their kids, or, you know, family members will tickle their kids, you know, it's playfully, but it's kind of teaching them survival techniques of like, you know, how to guard your armpit so you don't get tickled, so you don't have something damaging happened there. So that's triggering one of those emotions that could be a fear type thing if you're into ticklish play. Now, granted, I'm not into tickling myself. But what I'm trying to say is just to echo off of what Mango and Denzel were just saying, is like you're kind of triggering these these mental, you know, brain chemicals, if you will. And for some people, tickling could be a flashback to their childhood. For some people, tickling could be one of their worst fears and it kind mm-hmm. of builds into fear play. And they get all those brain chemicals bouncing around and they get to have the highs that they would like during the negotiated scene in a very controlled, um, precise way. Can I give, I, I, I love that you just said that. I think that's very, mm-hmm. um, very accurate to the, um, or like very on point when it comes to these negotiated scenes where you're experiencing things mm. you sort of want to experience in a controlled environment, but don't want to have happen outside of that controlled environment. Right. I just do want to say I cannot be tickled. <laughs> Um, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that ticklish, but anytime someone tickles me, I just, I am reminded of my big brother tickling me when I was a kid and I hate it. And I'm like, stop doing that. Stop sunning me. Stop, <laughs> stop that. It. Yeah. Stop it. I will punch you in the face. Well, it, it brings about a specific emotion. Like 
if that's somehow negotiate, like if you ever have a right. dynamic of like some kind of sibling dynamic, right? Yeah, uh, then that could be a thing for could you. Could be a thing. That could yeah, be a thing. Could totally be a thing. Which and is, I also, oh no, go ahead. Oh well, I was, I was going to move on to the next point. Of, like just kind of segue and say like it's also just to emphasize that kink is not specifically oh it's based on trauma. And, right. Like, that's one of my my key annoyances. And people say, hey, Orange, you do rope because you've been traumatized by rope, right? Nobody's ever said that to me. But <laughs> I assume that people might say that to me if I were into something like CNC. It's funny you should say that. I was going to say, a lot of people will say that to femme people who right, do right. who are like in a oh, more sub role. Right. But they won't say it to you because mm-hmm. why would they say it to a top? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I appreciate you bringing that up and saying like people don't say that to me, but people do say it to people who are... Mm-hmm. People will often say like because I I have a daddy, people will say like, oh, well, then you have daddy issues. And I'm like, it's like no. my dad and I have an excellent relationship. Right, right, right. If anything, I have mommy issues. <laughs> um, but like my, my father mm-hmm. and I have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in touch pretty regularly. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's not an issue. I, I, I do want to say mm-hmm. I want to validate for those people that um, who use kink to um, like navigate or to navigate some of their past trauma, I think that's really a, a you know for them a really wonderful can be really empowering mm-hmm. can allow them to take back some of the power that was taken from them in a moment of true vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you, I think it bothers me when the, when people say like, oh, well, people who are into BDSM mm-hmm. were traumatized at some point. Right. Which, um, which is, I mean, it's Or they're into it because they were traumatized and now they're... Right. Everyone who's into kink is just... It's like some projection issue is like, you oh, know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. the yeah. thing that... You seek out the thing that hurts you, like Batman. Right. <laughs> like that's what all kinksters are just like, you know, Batman superheroes seeks out dark alleys. Okay, I have a controversial opinion. Uh oh, Batman sucks. Well, how's that controversial? Oh, okay. As I, like a human thought, being, or as like a like a real life vigilante. Well, I mean, the the, the he, concept of I, vigilanteism. I guess is what sucky he, anyway. No, I like mean the concept he sucks of Batman. I guess. His story, like his, um, yeah, like I guess it's the concept of Batman. Like, oh, yeah, he's what, total what trash. Mean, like in terms of like, in terms of culture and society, in terms of culture and society, he's trash. I'm so glad but you think so. In terms of a superhero doing the superhero thing, so so he, he so tracks. The, but as like you being the person who could so have the money, money to solve all the problems, he could solve all the problems. But you go out and you fight. Oh, yeah, and he just beats up people with mental health issues. Yeah, he does. So, so he I, is the police in, in a in a bat suit right, in right, a right, white right, man bat suit in a bat suit. Oh, okay, yep. okay. All right, there, there's a, there's this echo. Also, it's clear he's white, by the way, there, because if he a, were black, people wouldn't stand for him. He wouldn't have been. Well, Let me on, not say on, anything on, to spoil on, the movie. Um, yeah. So um, <laughs> don't wait, spoil wait, the movie. No, no, hold on. Orange is like. Let me. I want to try to weigh in on this because weigh in, weigh in. We'll come back to kink in a moment. We need to discuss Batman. <laughs> My perspective on Batman as a superhero is Batman is trash because it's such a Mary Sue situation. More specifically, the motivations of Batman, like my parents were killed in a dark alley. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that seems kind of like a trope. It's become a trope. It, it, it is. 
is a trope because of Batman and how popular it is. However, comma, um, the points that you two are making about Batman has money, he's just beating people up, he's only beating people up with mental health issues and stuff like that. There's more nuance to that argument, which on the oh, surface... people have tried to argue the nuance with well, me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. On the, surface, on the surface, I agree with you. And and if we go a little bit deeper down to a certain level, I agree with you. But what, I, what I'm trying to say is that so what it level helps... Do you, do you not? Yeah. <laughs> so do you agree? He's like, on on every level, I agree with you, but... From I the surface and the depth. Yeah. <laughs> so everything from the lowest low to the highest high, hold, hold I agree on. We're all on the same what, page. What, what, what I'm trying to say is that it, it, it's a very it's a very useful story arc, or a very useful vehicle in the hands of a good writer, you know, keeping the concept that Batman is still fictional. Fictional. Um, it's a very useful vehicle to point out things like he has all this money, but yet he keeps beating up people. Or the concept of like Batman. But that's not oh, 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 how no, no. OG the, the, Batman was presented. The, the yeah, concept, we I'm not, weren't I'm not thinking about, about the thematic hold on, hold on, hold on, origins. Have, okay, have, we'll have, let you finish. The, have, if you, has you ever seen Lego, Lego Batman? Yes. Lego ba- Have you seen Lego Batman? No, I haven't. Okay, okay. Well, Lego Batman, I think it came out in like 2015. Wait, did I see it? Um, so, so I'm, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a slight Batman, spoiler but here. I didn't see Lego Batman. It's gonna be a slight spoiler here. So my apologies if you haven't seen Lego Batman. Wait, wait, wait. We can't spoil on the the, the the podcast. I mean, the movie. It's like Lego Batman. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, I sent so, files. I tried to save you. So, skip so over in, till um, you know, uh, certain uh, point. Skip uh, two minutes ahead. Yeah. So in Lego Batman, it explored a very profound topic that I think was an excellent one to point out, which is Batman does not kill the Joker and Joker does not kill the Batman because they both need each other. Oh, yeah. I remember um, so, this. So, so it's like that that concept was like, oh, my gosh, that's cool. And then you kind of extrapolate that from why Batman doesn't kill or why Batman uh, doesn't use his money to solve problems. Instead, he continues to be... Uh, a rich person who spends stuff on the gear that he doesn't has. Change and then doesn't change anything. Because he needs it. Batman is right, a kingster. Exactly. He is seeking the so rush of adrenaline. Is Batman's kink is spending all his money on himself mm-hmm. and his kink gear, which is totally fine, <laughs> but then he goes out and non-consensually beats people up. Unless he might have a... forcing his kink on other uh, people? Unless he has a blanket Make, consent. Mango. When he puts on the cowl, I don't think I don't think th- that we don't he know does. that. I don't think he does either. Know. But we don't. Maybe it is. The only other person in on this kink with him is the commissioner. I don't think that's no, no, fair. no, no. Well, well, hold and on. the I, Joker. I, was, I, was I feel it. like the Joker would be on it. Right. The, I was going to yeah, push it on another level. Joker. I don't think. It, okay, so assuming the Joker has a serious mental illness, the Joker probably can't give consent. If he does have a serious mental illness, wait, 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 if wait, wait, wait. hold on, hold on, because I, I feel, I feel like we're, we're retreading older ground that that we. That's we've, not to say I want to. I want to back up and say if you have a mental illness, you can totally do kink. You can absolutely <laughs> right, right. do yeah, kink. Okay, okay. Just, I mean, just if you're the Joker, okay, you can't right. do kink because the Joker sucks and he's well, mean. But 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 the the Joker the Joker doesn't do kink like like people. <laughs> It, it always makes me. <laughs> the it, it's very funny key. how people say, "I want a relationship like Joker and Harley." Is like, no, that's abuse. No, yeah, that's abuse no, that's, yeah, no, that's super toxic. That's, that's super toxic abuse. But like, but the then concept, again, they if want, that's negotiated they want Harley upon, and Ivy. Yeah, unless well, it's negotiated Harley upon, story. you know, maybe Joker and Harley, you know, talked well, right. about that behind the scenes. It was like, but this is but how we I know I, they didn't. But but uh, um, continuing this tangent for hopefully the last little last <laughs> little dead the, end. This is the um, weirdest tangent. We we love kink. <laughs> we love Batman. kink. <laughs> We're trying to make Batman kinky. <laughs> We're not making Batman is kinky. Like oh everything God. is. I mean, yeah, everything I is kinky. It. Just like Lego. Lego the movie says everything is awesome. Everything I did read kinky. a sentence the other day that was like everything is erotic. So. Yeah. Yeah, all you have to do is make it a taboo and boom, blinds are now erotic. Yeah. Why? Because blinds shouldn't be on your window. Because they hide what you do inside. And you couldn't see it. What did they say? They said erotic because 
they broke it down. They said eros, right? Mm-hmm. Eros, the word is love mm-hmm. and how originally in like Greek definition, like love existed before chaos and anything else. Like love was the first thing that was formed. And love is literally just a form of investing energy. Like that's how they describe mm-hmm. love. And mm-hmm. I was like mm-hmm. a flow of energy from one mm-hmm. subject to the next. And um, because that wait, is wait, Eros, wait. that's what makes say, erotic. I disagree. I think single-celled wait, wait. organisms were the first things to be formed. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, so, so just to interject uh, in, in a very troll fashion. Oh, my God. So if love is a transfer of energy between one being to another, if I slap a chicken and cook it, how much love did I give it? I mean, you invested energy in it, so in a way, you did love the chicken because you love the chicken enough to kill it and eat it and provide it sustenance for you. Coming coming back to Kang. I was saying all that to say that eroticism (laughs) is a form of love. Right, okay. And when we think about kink, how does the eroticism aspect of certain kinks help us define and enjoy the feeling of being that kind of That's actually, I think it's an important point because Mm -hmm. often people separate out the erotic from the things that we love. And if it's erotic, then you have to hide it or you have Mm to, um, like, uh, you know, conceal it, it. conceal it. it's in the book of Mormon. You have to, um, ah, man, cover it up. Uh, no, As turn, Elsa turn, turn said, turn off, turn conceal like don't feel. Conceal don't Elsa? feel. Elsa? Elsa. From, from, the, from the Frozen? Frozen? Really? Yeah. She said, conceal don't feel. Wow, Dizzy's cute. Oh, shit. <laughs> right? My point is. <laughs> Everything's About <cute. laughs> this. Um, uh, you know, we've talked on the podcast before about how, you mm-hmm. know, kink is something that we have to often keep from hmm. um, the public eye, keep from, like, work. We're not really allowed to be out and proud about it. Right. But, like... If I may, I'd love to ask the two of you if you can tell me about a time when you felt really affirmed in your kink. Like, it made mm-hmm. you feel really good, really positive. Just, like, you felt really like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, really powerful, maybe. Really excited, vulnerable. Like, can you tell me about a time you felt affirmed in kink? Uh, do, do you want to? You can go first. No, no. I, yeah, I, I yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a profound bookend point. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll announce my <laughs> bookend point now. I was going to say, um, just the very conversation we had about Batman was like uh, one of those affirming things. Like I get to have conversations like that with people in the kink scene. And mm. I, being the person who likes to com- conversate and armchair philosophize and debate <laughs> on things, I get to have this conversation frequently. Like people saying, hey, what if this and this? And then like because you don't have that undertone, that, that thing of don't talk about sex, uh, don't talk about anything adjacent to sex. Don't talk about ankles exposed and stuff like that. Because you don't have that uh, in kink, you have a different set of rules of just like, you know, respect the person. Consent is defined by each individual. And there's kind of a a a, a um, f- relatively flexible social contract that you can use to discuss many things just as long as you have the consent of the people you're speaking with. And it's very easy. It's very intuitive. It's almost second nature to people in kink to where we can talk about how Batman and Joker are actually kinksters that are doing consent, not consent with everybody in Gotham City. Um, and then, and then like, and then like we can have that debate about if that's true or not. And then we can kind of, we can kind of be funny. We're going to have it. to take, take, take that debate off air. <laughs> or we could open it up to you listeners. Yeah. Send us your thoughts. Is Batman have a CNC relationship with the city of Gotham? Yes oh or no? God. Tell us, send us all emails and comments at taking in the scene. Yes. Oh, oh sorry. At ta- taking in the scene podcast at gmail.com. There it is. There it is. Now, we could enable 
questions and answers in the in the podcast through Anchor, but we don't because it has identity. So email is the best place to do that. Email or Instagram as well. Oh, yeah, or, yeah, or fat. Or fat. Whatever yeah. way you can connect with us. <laughs> Let us know your feelings on Batman. We will post a, we will post the best thoughts. <laughs> the best takes, the most hottest takes, sizzling takes. Well, I'm going to post sizzling. Oh, do we, do we really want to post sizzling takes? I feel like that might be a... As long as I mean, hey, I love I like a little bit of controversy. I mean, get spice. the conversation started. Whatever spices it up. I'm, yeah. ju- I'm just saying, all those emails we got from math teachers. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I'm I. Like, I'm not complaining. Look at I told, the blush. I told you on that episode, would not complain. Look at the blush. Um. I appreciate you saying mm-hmm. that having those conversations is really affirming to you. It right. yeah. uh, makes you feel like you're doing the right thing. You're in the right place. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any like really affirming moments from your rope experiences? Like, uh, so I, I would say from my rope experience, nah, because I'm not <laughs> that kinky. No, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Or like, I do, you made I do. someone feel really good, and well, that felt what? really good to you. Well, with rope, rope is a very dynamic and flexible thing. So, so more specifically, just like me in the act of tying rope is still kind of a, a neutral thing for me um, in the over overall. Um, but in learning about rope and learning about what connects the the technicalities that you have to the the um, uh, to the appropriation that people have done with rope, to the history of rope, to the technicalities and to the physics of how things work, like there's a, there's a there's a single thread that ties it all together, uh, no pun intended. Um, but it's really, it's really fun for me to explore that because I get to, you know, I get to philosophize. I'm like, okay, people talking about how rope has been appropriated by the American society or the West, and then they're, they're disrespecting the Hojo Jitsu uh, uh, origins of how rope came about and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's cool um, to talk about and philosophize for me. So like, that was really affirming for me to kind of find those threads and then talk to other people in rope. Mm-hmm. Not not physically in rope, but that are that are do that do rope or adjacent to this rope. Is, this is this um, is Orange's actual kink because he ties people up and then forces them to have philosophical <laughs> discussions with him. And they're like, wait, 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 wait! I didn't realize this is what you meant. Right, and it's all nothing but hot takes from Orange. <laughs> nothing but hot takes and puns. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, someone's got to agree to that in the negotiation because well, that is tie true. them tie them in rope and say, but it's casual. Remember, <laughs> tie them in rope and say how many casual seashells did Sally shell shell? Oh my god. How many seashells? <laughs> How many seashells at Sally's? Do, do y'all know? Do, you, do y'all know Unique New York? That one? No, I don't know. I can one. do that one really fast. Unique uh, New York. Unique 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 New York. I don't. I don't, I don't so know what's happening. Be, I don't know. It's just. It's. It's a. It's a tongue it's twister. Like, <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's a tongue twister. Okay. Well, I, I'm not going to attempt because I'm, I'm gonna. F- gonna we'll that. finish the episode. I'll tell y'all my favorite tongue twister, and then. Uh, I'll let Denzel take us out at the end. Ooh, I got that special way to take us out today, too. It really special, but I do have an excellent tongue twister to share oh. with y'all. But but before we get into that, uh, Manga, what about your affirmations and kink? I have so many times when All I right, felt... All right, Denzel, what about... No. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, numerical, we got quality. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mango's like, I got 17. And I, like, I, I won't got... talk about all of them. I okay, just... Okay, okay. I, when, I, when I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. because um, sort of like what you were saying, Orange, that, you know, like when we talk about kink with other kinksters, mm-hmm. um, it feels really affirming because right, we right. Um, get to celebrate this thing we all do. And people aren't sitting there like... Well, usually they're not sitting there like giggling and teehee. 
skiing and, you know, um, being embarrassed. Like, yeah, like, oh, that sounds like a really interesting experience you Mm -hmm, had in mm -hmm, anal the mm -hmm. other day. Like, I'd love to discuss, like, Mm -hmm. the implications of the position you use when you're doing anal and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, what's going to feel best for Mm -hmm. a person with a vagina when they're doing, you know, like, there's just, like, it's very, like, oh, I'm so interested in that. Mm -hmm. I think the times I felt most affirmed in kink... um, were after really intense scenes, mm-hmm. um, especially ones where, like, I cried either because it was such an immense amount of sensation right, and I was right. overwhelmed by sensation or because I was in pain um, consensually mm-hmm. um, or because um, uh, the scene was just intense in, uh, mm-hmm. like, an emotional way. Um, and the times when I've cried... Um, have felt really cathartic. Um, but the best part of that is that afterwards with the people I was doing the kink with, I had, um, these beautiful, you know, coming togethers, mm-hmm. um, comforting. Well, uh, uh, was it, uh, I was gonna say de- decompression was the word I was going to use, but, but more, more so like being able to talk and yeah. talk about what you felt. Why talk you about felt what it. you felt, but also like right. feel um, like I was allowed to have mm, these emotions mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I'm a woman and often I'm not allowed to have big emotions because then I'm just a hysterical woman. Mm-hmm. So being in a space where I have these big emotions, where I'm crying, when I'm feeling a lot, being told it's like a mm-hmm. wonderful thing, being comforted, being allowed to explore that big feeling, that big sensation, um, and then have someone like give you like love and care afterwards. Right. I just feel so affirming. I don't get that anywhere else. I don't get, mm-hmm. um, like I feel almost powerful in those moments. It's hard mm-hmm. to describe because a lot of times in those moments, I feel like very small, very vulnerable, raw, you know, like right, right. stripped well, well, down. You, you, uh, you, you get to get, get out of the social, the social judgments of it all. Right. Um, more, more and the social was, contract almost. You break well, out of your shell and yeah. you reveal the real you. And right. right. That's, and again, in those moments where there's total vulnerability and openness is when you will see your true self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In that moment, you know, your true self will always change, but you get to get a glimpse of it. Not only you get to feel your, uh, your, your, um, vulnerable self, but you also get to express your vulnerable self. Yeah. And experience the the way to get to it. Wait, it was the last episode? Was it it episode six? (laughs) Seven? Expressing your kinky, yeah, who knows? Seven. We don't know. We, so, someone, people ask me all the time, like, "What is the name of X Y Z episode?" I'm like, I don't know. Ask <laughs> you gotta give cool names. I cool no, names. I just don't because rem- we've mm-hmm. you know we I, they're all so great, and I'm like, it's right? probably this. I don't remember. I mean, we're, we're all we're all kind of big deals, guys. Yeah, we're like, all. Like, I have not as many followers as these two, but <laughs> I'm one day gonna. Have that many requests. I, I don't like a proven request unless I like know know the person. Yeah, I don't too. accept any friend requests from anyone I don't know. Oh, yeah. You, wow. Mango's just like, I'm just kind of a big deal. It's Mango's not that I'm a big deal. deal. It's that, um, mm-hmm. like, I, I, and the truth is, it, it's sort of arbitrary because on, on FET, mm-hmm. I don't really keep a lot of things friends only. Right. Um, right, right. But I, uh, I, want to keep friends my friends list to people who i've met and talked to and know right, right. it almost feels like that there's like one last barrier between mm-hmm. um like the whole world who mm-hmm. gets to see my stuff and my friends which of which is even more interesting for this for the context of this discussion because i mean that's one of the things that you can do you can set your own limits and boundaries 
Yeah. So so you can make it to where it's all defined by you, Mango. You can say, I want this person to be this close to me or relative yeah. to my social medias. Whereas in the real world, it's like, oh, I added you on LinkedIn. Please respond to my request. And it's like, you open LinkedIn, it's like a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've, I've never seen that happen, but I'm pretty sure it happened. I've never had a dick pic on LinkedIn. Thank goodness. Wow. That, that, don't, that sounds please like don't send idea. dick pics That's, on LinkedIn. If you do that, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I will send somebody some after people, you. Some people shoot their shots. Don't <laughs> do LinkedIn. that. That's not, that's okay. To be clear with the whole world, sending a dick pic is sexual harassment. Right. You can't use that to mm-hmm. shoot your shot. Shooting your shot is, hey, I'm really interested in you. Mm-hmm. Can we go out? Dick pics are not shooting your shot. No, just no. Just so everybody knows. And yeah, also, I don't think dick should be used at all in the opening shot, period. Yeah. Picture, well, word. So, so, so to, be, to be more specific, I, I was going to say that one of the things that I would encourage people to do instead of sending dick pics, just send unsolicited money. Yes. Yeah, because it won't be any more successful, but at least the person's not going to hate you. Yeah. That, I, I, well, people send me money. I'm very happy to chat with them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if I'm the money receiver, I'm like, what? it's a great thing. Yeah, but if I'm the money, money giver, I mean, depends on how much I got. I mean, so, so if you're the money giver and you were going to send a dick pic or $40 and you send $40 and you don't get blocked immediately, then I feel like that's a win. Not 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 saying that you're building any I, sense of reciprocity to where they're going to give you something this back. This conversation has had so many tangents at this point. Um, <laughs> it's because we love kink so much. I'm try- okay, <laughs> These are like, all components of kink. <laughs> I do want to say though, like if you're willing to spend $9 buying someone a drink, just give them $9. Oh, yeah. This is coming from someone who doesn't drink. So when people are like, can I buy you a drink? I'm like, you can buy me food or you can give me money. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm subscribed to fans because I know that it's Mm -hmm. one meal Mm -hmm. a month. Yeah. One meal a month. Or I could, you Mm -hmm. know, support you in all your endeavors. And and me, like, again, I love the expression of it. So I'm like, not Mm -hmm. only is this stuff hot, but I'm like, damn, I see you out here like... Mm putting in work and yeah. dropping some new stuff and you trying new angles and getting new toys. It's like, I love being able to see that again, mm-hmm. the expression of other people right, showing right. those erotic and sexual yeah. and kinky selves, whatever the case may be, whatever they do on those sites. So right. I do, like, I yeah. do like to differentiate because like the, the affirmation I find in kink mm-hmm. is truly a beautiful thing. Right. When right. I, um, I guess full disclosure, I have an only fans when I yes. post on only fans, mm-hmm. it's a job. Um, right, right. I think some people forget that um, that they don't. I'm just gonna say a lot of um, cis men forget that they don't have a right yes, to women's and like mm. femmes' bodies, right, yeah. right. and they think like you should give me free porn. And I'm like, this is a job. I worked hard <laughs> right. to make this. Like, right. I put in effort. I um, and like the crazy thing too is. I could make something really special and unique for you if you'd be willing to yeah, pay, you for pay for it. I mean, God, it's, and and yeah. it's so wonder like I. Mm-hmm. This is actually you know what I'm gonna just say this. This was really affirming. Recently, <laughs> yeah. I had someone on my OnlyFans message mm-hmm. me asking for a custom video. Mm-hmm. They told me the parameters they had. They were super respectful, mm-hmm. um, and super like wonderful about like respecting boundaries and um, didn't want to hurt me in any way, didn't want to push me too far. And I was just like, this is so affirming. You're a man on the internet who knows what they want, is super willing to pay for it, Mm -hmm. recognizes that I'm doing a job for them. Um, But also like we get to co-create this really cool thing. Like porn is really cool, especially if it feels good for me to make. Mm -hmm. Porn is really cool. Not all porn is really cool. Some porn is 
really fucking weird and, and gross. Right, right. Which, which, depending on the parameters of how it was shot, it could be okay. But it's just sometimes on the surface, you're not sure. Right. I'm just saying, like, that was really affirming to me of, like, uh, you know, I put in the work and somebody is appreciating it. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big deal. That feels mm-hmm. like when I do, you know, like, my day-to-day job and I put in good well, work and someone says, like, great job. Yeah, you're, like You're rewarded for your labors. Sex just work to, is just work. Just it to is. interject, um, just to interject, also, also, just on the note of sex work is work, I, I would like to look to double down on that. Yeah. When, when people say sex work is work, they mean it is work. Some people work at, at uh, a grocery store because they got to pay bills. Some people work at a grocery store because they have to pay off some legal fees. Some people work there because they love it. It's just like sex work. For some reason, people assume that if you do sex work, then you're oppressed and you're some kind of uh, abused persons. Or, mm-hmm. or, or, or if topic you're topic of trauma, right? Yeah, going back know? to the topic of trauma, or, 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 or if you're a person who is a traditionally patriarchal-looking person or masculine person, then you're like the perpetrator of all the distress on all the the femi types out there. Um, when in reality, it's like, no, it's a job. Some people love their job. Some people hate their job. Some people are doing it because they got to pay rent. Some people yeah, are doing it. And I, and I do yeah. like to really distinguish because often I'll talk about sex work and they're like, mm-hmm. people will just, you know, hand ring and pull their hair and say like, I don't know how to differentiate between um, sex work and trafficking. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you figure that out because it's not fair right. to punish right, sex right. workers. Right. Um, lumping them in with trafficking people who traffic victims big difference difference. and easily googleable and 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 like learned about on your own time okay okay hold on on. easily google let's let's let's, um uh me me being a person who's like super invested in like uh fighting the stigma against sex workers in general i i I would i would caution on the google side not saying so how would you say how would you get the information then but but more specifically, instead of Googling, uh, just generically saying Google it and find out, just more so seek experts in the field. Yeah. So okay. seek scholars in the field. More specifically, because there's a lot of literature that does exist from people who do sex work. And they're not the only valid voices out there. They're, they're probably the most relevant voices. Right. But you have people who have studied sex work and throughout the history from uh, from the white panic. Uh, sorry, the white slave panic back in the days to the modern day uh, Sesta Fosta stuff to the Ernie Act that's going on. I think um, what I think what I was trying to say was it, when you lump them together and you pass right. bills like Sesta and Fosta, right. you, um, you fuck up, hurt you fuck up people everything. who are right. trying to do work, right, right, and you claim it's to protect them, mm-hmm. and that's just puritanical bullshit. Like yep. Yep. I, I'm protecting you from being trafficked, and it's like mm-hmm. no, th- those people are not the ones at risk. There are a lot of things you can do to protect trafficking victims yeah yeah that is not it is what i'm saying yeah well well, but 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 also also like that's that's just a facade because there there was a story that broke um maybe a few months ago or something where basically um there was a large uh there was some place at the border that was like um like dealing with children who were displaced you know immigrant children Mm -hmm. from uh from the southern border in the united states that were displaced for certain reasons and they found out that there were staff that were sexually abusing some of the kids there. Now, I'm not saying the whole staff was doing it, but there was one person that the um, that the authorities knew about, but they assumed that the facilities had fired that person, and then it turns out that they didn't fire that person, so, they, so the authorities stepped in and, you know, arrested him and stuff, and they found out that it wasn't just that person, it was, like, four other staff members. Uh, and basically, the way they found this out, because, like, photos and videos Jeez. of some of the sexual um, abuses were ha- that were happening to these kids. And when I say kids, I'm talking, like, I think the youngest was um, was, like, six and the oldest was like maybe 17, 16. Um, these things were happening in a facility that the government ran down on the southern border. I don't remember exactly which state. 
um, probably Texas, but I believe it was Texas. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It was, right. uh, yeah, it was the border crisis. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. But, but, but the issue is like, it's like you have organizations that exist that I am very much vehemently against, such as, um, Exodus Cry, fuck them. And such as, um, what's the other one? Uh, Nicosi. God, I hate Nicosi mm-hmm. because they, 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 they do the hand wringing right. before about human trafficking's everything. Everybody right. who does porn is human trafficked right. is the, is the main tagline for them. Right. When in reality, that's all of a side because once you take down Backpage, a legitimate place for people to vet people that they want to do sex work with, once you take away the ability to advertise on Twitter, hey, here are my rates and right. I want to screen you, mm-hmm. then people, or once you make it illegal to do that, then the people who are doing sex work, who are trying to are get at clients, risk. They are have at to risk. turn to yeah. alternative ways to. And you push it underground. It. And when you right. put it underground, you have the risk for criminality right. and yeah. any other kind of behavior. And, and, and just the last point I'll go on because I, I know Israel is a monologue here. But, um, um, the last point I'll go on is like when you push things underground, it makes things dangerous. I'm not just saying it anecdotally or I'm not just saying it artificially. I'm saying that historically. No, we know that. When you, oh, yeah. It's well, a fact. Well, the, one of the cases I was going to use was just look at prohibition. The yeah. moment that yeah, you exactly. pushed alcohol in the United States, well, the moment that you banned alcohol. I mean, that's currently the situation with weed. Yeah, as I was going to say, that's drugs. Hold on, hold on. Just, yeah. just, just to finish the thought with the prohibition, because like, there's a lot of historical information that's public now. Yeah. And it's like the moment that you pushed it under there, you got the gangs in the United States. Right. The yeah. mafia. The mafia. became drop. a big deal. Alba, like the mafia, the mafia has a direct threat to prohibition. Right. So prohibition started, the mafia got profitable, and we still deal with it today. Um, and, I'm gonna, I'm on a 90 degree right turn over to Denzel, <laughs> so I can ask Denzel because we have That's some fun. other things we want to talk about. And we don't have a ton of time. Um, what Obviously has I'm made you feel? I appreciate the yeah. passion. <laughs> um, I think this is just more affirming for you about what you love about kink is that we're, oh, yeah, we yeah. get to move from topics like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sex work to the mafia. Um, <laughs> yeah, the mafia. It's political. It's historical. It's erotic. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Denzel, can you tell me a time when you felt affirmed by kink? Oh uh, yeah, a couple times. Definitely a couple times. Um, I think you know, in the the first episode, I talked about how I really approached kink after having like medical sexual trauma, like oh, yeah. going mm-hmm. through like you know, prostate screenings and experimental stuff. And, you know, I got shit cut out my ass and I'm like, you know, having to experience this kind of very invasive Mm -hmm. approach to my body was, uh, mind blowing, especially when, you know, the whole procedure was like, yeah, we actually found nothing. And it's like, wow. But you did all this. Yeah. I was like, you literally (laughs) did all this. Like, and it it was like, like we had a couple of back and forth with this office and like, I was like, oh man, I don't feel like Mm -hmm. right here. So to be able to come to kink and in a way, like y'all, like y'all are saying, like process the traumas. Like I did not come to kink because I was traumatized, but I've recognized that this could be an avenue to, you know, reclaim my body, especially, you know, like the sexual portion of my body, my genitalia that had been, you know, just ruined in a sense by these individuals for a time period. But, Mm -hmm. um, I think in my journey, like the i'd say like a couple moments are like really cool it's like uh mm-hmm. first time i did um any scene in general like impact scene in general i was just like oh wow like check out my resilience like, wait, 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 yeah. were, you, were you the bottom or the top i was the bottom oh nice. yeah i started out as a bottom and i was like yeah look, look at my resilience my ability mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. take pain that i'm choosing to take and look how right. like, i i stand firm in it so that's one um i think when it comes to like being a black man in kink, mm. another thing that I was 
affirmed of was um like getting marks oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i I know i talked about this once but it's like you know in in kink marks are almost like these these sacred symbols in some spaces they're they're, they're trophies they are they're again signs of like strength and like when you get to see a body covered in marks and for a long time it was like you know can i even put marks on my skin Mm -hmm. but then you know to finally have a scene where it does happen it was like it was almost an affirmation like, yo, black people can be kinky too. <laughs> yeah. Like right, black right. people can get marked right. up and like we can be your That's we can so be amazing. your bottoms, we can be yeah. your subs, yeah. we can be your play partners and you know, allow us to embrace our like our joy and our our space that way. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't have to be like cause the individual who was topping me was uh white. So it's yeah. like it doesn't have to be a solely black on black thing, but then when it is Cause I also had, I'd say the last opportunity and then one of the more recent ones was like being able to, to top Mm -hmm. and it was topping Mm -hmm. for one of my friends and like just going from like having an initial connection as friends to Mm -hmm. negotiating to being a, you know, partners for a scene right? Mm -hmm. and, you know, bringing that scene together Mm -hmm. and then like going through it. And then the whole, like just afterwards, it was very cool to be able to say like, Mm -hmm. I have now affirmed like, you know, the level of trust that I've built with individuals in this scene in right. in the kink community. Well, like so, it, it, it felt really good to say like, oh yeah, we've got this loyalty approach to it now. And that just goes to this sense of mm-hmm. finding community. Uh, I'll, I'll say a question. Do, do you, did you feel that there's a, there's a lack of such a thing uh, in the vanilla world that in the kink scene is enhanced or is available or, or do you feel it's just easier to achieve uh, without some of the more pressing structural racism issues um, in the vanilla world. Well, I, again, I think my life is a little different. I, see, I, see, I, see. I like like mm-hmm. random occurrences and like falling into things like that. Mm-hmm. That is a very normal thing to be able to like That's fair. experience almost like the fullness of life with individuals sometimes. Right, um, right, right. But I think with kink, it is doing it from a different perspective it's, and it's, it's very intentional exactly yeah. yeah and it's intentional in a in a again like from a different perspective instead of us coming together to work on a poem and a performance mm-hmm. we're coming together to do um an impact scene or a rope scene or a wax scene like right. that that different perspective shift gives me just a different approach on the process of what it's like to bring something to completion mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. somebody else yeah. and that's that's what I love about kink is like the same way you love orange about like the, the connection and yeah. communication is like, mm-hmm. I love the creation and community that comes from the community, the connection. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Like what can we, what can we bring together if right. we put like our kinky heads together? Oh, and, um, and also like, I think the last thing I said that last time, but, um, more last things, more last, more things. last yeah. things. One more thing. <laughs> yeah. Keep talking about things. Um, was that Jackie Chan Avengers? This yes, is it is. Uncle. Yes, yes. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle, one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> um, I'd say. I have no uh, idea what's happening. Oh, Saturday, Saturday morning cartoons. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Jackie Chan oh. adventures with the twelve talismans. Great. Um, it's amazing. I'd say that mm-hmm. maybe about a, maybe about three weeks ago, I had an opportunity to perform some erotic poetry, and I love performing erotic poetry because mm-hmm. it is a way of like 
affirming other people's mm. like mm-hmm. sexual and erotic and kinky feels because right. it's it's we're we're coming together like yeah. you come to a show mm-hmm. to listen to me say things that maybe you can't you don't feel confident saying right. but or, 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 you hear. Or maybe you don't know how to vocalize exactly right. and yeah. i come in i and have you get the those ability. highs from performing exactly right. and those then they get hormones. it and then we make this really cool experience mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. Recently, I got a chance to perform some erotic poetry for uh, an all-black, ethnically non-monogamous group. Hey, nice. Uh, And that was Uh really cool to, like, show them, like, yeah, this is, you know, like, poetry like this exists for, you know, people who have chosen the lifestyle that y'all do. Because y'all are already, like, a niche crowd, but we're going to come in here as poets and as artists and affirm Mm -hmm. y'all's decisions by talking about things that brought y'all together, which is sex and kink. And that feels affirming, once again, to be able to, like, give that joy to another person. Because in turn, Mm -hmm. the giver, the pleaser that I am is, like, if I please you, Mm -hmm. then I am pleased from it. I love that. I love to hear that. That's... Uh, What's it? Affirmation kink? Yeah, so yeah. book me for your uh, events if you want me to uh, I mean, say I, some stuff on the I, mic. <laughs> I will. If I have an event, I'm calling you first. And yeah, if you and want, I will show up in whatever you want me to wear, too. If you, <laughs> just if you, saying. If you, if you want to get in contact with them, reach out to us at takinginthescenepodcast at gmail.com. And then we can, we can, well, sorry, Denzel can answer you directly. Yeah. Denzel has access to that. Yes. As long oh, as you yes. get flued out, you know. Well, <laughs> we have about 10 minutes left. No, I'm just saying 90 minute episode. I'm just <laughs> putting it on the table. Uh, this saying. is an every time situation. <laughs> but I, yeah, I just have this conversation's felt really great. I feel really positive about kink. Um, I think something we don't often do, as I said earlier in the episode, is like celebrate kink. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say, like I said earlier, it's like kind of a hobby. And yeah. I'm sure we all have accomplishments that we've done through kink that we can't like put on our LinkedIn per se, but we can tell it like, it's hard for me to tell my vanilla friends. Like Mm -hmm. I have, um, accomplished so much in my anal journey throughout. (laughs) And, and and it's like Mm -hmm. really fun and wonderful. Like Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know I was a depth queen, but I'm like, definitely depth queen. Like Mm -hmm. you discover these things. And also like, like, learning a new thing that you love i feel really accomplished in that way yeah um do y'all have accomplishments in kink that you're really proud of um i'm proud of my exhibitionist journey yeah because like the idea of like taking my own nudes or getting you know nude images taking on me and then for the sake of sharing it too like that's the other component it's like not just for me like i want Mm -hmm. i take the pictures to be shared and to be expressed so like to to think about how I'm taking my approaches to that and like taking, you know, some some cool angles and concepts and being like, oh yeah, yeah let's see what this and like sometimes mm-hmm. the pics be popping. So I'm just saying it's something to be proud of. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it and, is. And it makes me feel good because like as mm-hmm. a child I was like, dang, you know, I have like self-confidence issues. Right. So mm-hmm. to be able to like find, you know, also in myself, like the self-validation of being able to take the pick and yeah. then saying, yeah. you know what? I got the balls enough to share it. Right. 
And the balls year. are in the pick. They're in the pick. <laughs> the balls hanging. Yes. Hanging. Get the balls to show for it. Yeah. So. <laughs> what, a, what about you, Orange? Uh, kink accomplishments. Yeah. I mean, do I need to name any kink accomplishment besides putting together this podcast? That is actually I mean, such a beautiful accomplishment. More, more, more specifically, like, like, like y'all, 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 I, I can't get the full history timeline, but I was like, I want to do a podcast. I don't know what it's going to be about. And then I went to like Denzel's, like, yo, Denzel. And Denzel's like, me and Denzel had known each other for like maybe eight months at this point. Started at board games. Started out with started out with board games, and now we're here. Um, and then uh, and then Denzel was like, "Yeah, I'll be down. Just just let me know." And I was like, "All right." And then I reached out to another friend, and the other friend uh, was talking about school, and they said, "Hey, reach out to Mango." I was like, "Okay, Mango." And I reached out to Mango. Mango was like, "I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe not." So 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 this is probably the first time Mango's hearing me tell this story. So I, I hope it's okay. Ooh, I'm um, curious. Um, so on the first day that we were to meet, we were to meet at a specific place at a specific time, and I am historically chronically late to anything and everything. Not not as a race thing, just in general, because you know there's a stigma that <laughs> black people are late for everything. Um, but for me, I was late. But but and I was late it worked too. out. I'm it just worked saying. out that well, so 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 Denzel was late, but I was late late. Um, and then Denzel got there and met Mango. So the message communication between me and Mango was like, was like, I was like, all right, I'm on my way. And then Mango's like, why are you not here? And I was like, well, Denzel should be there, I think. And Mango's like, you didn't tell Denzel? And I was like, well, no, 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 I did, I did. So I was like, I had to like send screenshots and stuff. Like Mango, like Mango's oh about to bite my head off. And then when I finally arrived, 30 minutes late. <laughs> Mango and Denzel were talking already, and I assumed that they were friends at this point because Mango seemed like the the scary murder. I will murder Orange when when he gets here. Uh, Angle's gone. I was like, oh thank God, thank God. Oh my so, God. So my accomplishment, my accomplishment moment is definitely that initial part being successful because Mango no, and Denzel are cool friends. His accomplishment is not being murdered by me. <laughs> yeah, showing up late <laughs> and letting us do our thing first. Right, and and thank thank goodness I chose the right people chemistry between us because otherwise i feel like this is a huge accomplishment i was i Mm -hmm. tell people all the time Mm -hmm. it is incredible that we all have such an amazing and um productive working relationship Mm -hmm. i didn't Mm -hmm. really know either of you well before this podcast and it i don't think that comes across like Mm, fair mm -hmm. fair. and i just have so much respect for both of you Um, and trust so much trust because yeah, we're learning each other. We yes, are but like, it mm-hmm. could have gone a different way. It could have been different hosts and it, it yeah, might yeah. not have worked this well. And this, this is true. You mm-hmm. know, like we all have our strengths. So mm-hmm. I, I'm deeply appreciative that you in, in, included me in this podcast endeavor. And yeah. when I tell people, you know, what I'm up to these days, I tell people like, I'm making a podcast. <laughs> I'm on a kinky podcast. I'm on a kinky podcast. Yeah. I'm speaking about Stuff I know about, like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the tagline. Mango's like, I'm gonna put stuff in my butt. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. put stuff in my butt. <laughs> stuff in my butt. Uh, not to pull something out my butt, but yeah. Well, which, which, which I I, I did go back and listen to the episode. I think it was episode was that episode three? No, it was weapons. It was episode four, which came out a while ago. <laughs> and uh, when I, every time I listen to that moment, I was like, oh, Mango's gonna say it. And Mango's like, yeah, I get to there. I was like, you know what? Come watch my scene. I'm gonna put stuff in my butt. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so funny to listen to. Oh, but it's again, it's the thing that you're uh, accomplished and you're proud of. And yeah, you can share I it. think. Um, yeah. yeah, I think when it comes to our listeners, like, mm-hmm. take some time, either today 
or over the next two weeks between now and the next episode, because we know you're going to listen to the next episode when it drops. But when it um, drops, whenever it drops, why don't you reflect on your accomplishments in your own king journey? Yeah, like, let us know. Think about it, or you don't have to. You, you don't know? have to. Yeah, you know, keep if it, it yourself. If you want to like just put it in a journal and like think about like you know where did you begin as a yeah. kinkster? Like mm-hmm. maybe not even your first scene, but like when did you first embrace that title? And like mm-hmm. what steps in your journey have you loved and where you know think about how kink has shaped your life so oh, yeah, yeah. it can even just be like a successful negotiation exactly i mean, I mean uh, also of. just like learning exactly in kink like i've learned a lot of things in kink i've gotten to share some of the things i've learned and people have i've, I've shared perspective like like i said i like to debate and talk about things so like just just having that space to share has always been a great oh i great love thing. that what a beautiful accomplishment in kink like this is an accomplishment. This is such a big thing. Yeah. And yeah. you do so much for it, Orange. We give Orange a hard time, but Orange is... As they should. As we should. Because <laughs> that's how we make orange juice. Get it? But orange is truly the backbone of the situation. Such a very bad joke. true. Such a bad joke. We're just the the naked talent in front. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're just the the boobs and the butt. Yeah. Oh, the wait, 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 boobs, which one's butt, which? And the balls. We're we're both all of it. You're both all. You're both all the boobs and the, all the butts. Yes. All the butts. All, all the all boobs and butts. <laughs> yes, the boobs and the butts. Boobs right, and, and butts. And, and I was told that Manga, we were promised an explanation of. Of a um, tongue twister. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, Just so my favorite tongue twister is Irish wrist watch. Just say it. Irish wrist watch. Yep. Can't even do it once. <laughs> Irish, wish, Irish wrist watch. Okay. Irish okay. Ri- wrist watch. Now try saying Swiss wrist watch. Swiss wrist watch. You've got that one. Swiss wrist watch. Swiss it's wrist watch. So it is hard. hard. It is very hard. Okay, Orange, you gonna try? <laughs> no, because I am not liter- literary AF. I came. You don't want to try Irish wrist watch. And Denzel is literally AF. Denzel, I saw him. would I try? Dem- demonstrate your tongue twister skills. I will demonstrate my tongue twister skills by deferring to an expert. I'm just showing off my skills I, 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 I don't and cunnilingus. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's my cunnilingus. See, the, Denzel's... The minute, you, minute you can say Irish wristwatch, you can you can please uh Denzel's, Denzel's got the cunnilingus, <laughs> and then and then Mango's affirming it, and all I got to do is, is, like, I got toys and opportunity. Like, I can throw money at it. <laughs> I can <laughs> I throw that money at it. Happy to have not, not a whole bunch of it. money, but just, like, you know, a, a mees, measly amount of money. A couple of dollars. It's the thought that counts. A couple like, of dollars. Oh, is that you want a Hitachi? I got you. Ooh. Oh, oh want, I'll want, take Hitachi. Yeah, like, oh, oh, hey, you oh, drop you wanna, Hitachi money. You want to you want to dox uh, doxy? He's like, oh no, that's too much. I'll take a Hitachi. Who's uh, who's giving out Hitachi? <laughs> Where's the Hitachi truck? Just vibrating down the street. Yes. <laughs> yep. That needs to be a skit. Oh, no. Yeah. The sex toy truck. Yeah. Oh, just pulling man. into the neighborhood yep. and everybody like running to it. Although, yeah. there's probably a market. If you go to like a senior citizen market, it's probably a market. I believe it. Yeah. Senior citizens are Or free. any play party. Well, Someone's I mean, like, shoot, I forgot go, my dildo. The sex toy truck's outside. Or like a sex toy magician just pops up. Oh, no. No. Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm not that trying to. sanitary. No. Hey, 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 I got what you need. I okay. got what you need. And with that... <laughs> We once loved kink. We no longer do. So thank you for that. I, I, wait, wait, wait. The, the magician says, and for my next sack, I'm going to pull stuff in my butt. Okay, now we love, love kink butt. again. We love kink again. Okay. Um, you want to see some disappear? Oh, my God. 
I just thought of a scene with one of my tops where the dress is an addition. <laughs> there it is. A cape, top hat, they can uh, They can tear me in half. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully they don't actually tear you in half because we have a few more episodes. They going. can rearrange my guts. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Uh, Although it's rearranged. Put a, I feel put like a rabbit. <laughs> oh, my God, because rabbits are sex toys. Yeah. See? <gasps> oh, okay. Pull a rabbit well, out of a hat. I will talk Wait, to is, one or both of my tops. Is the vagina a hat? Can you wear it like a hat? You could do a scene yeah, like the Prestige. Just, just stretch. Oh no! Just, Man, yeah, just, just did the you stretching have to stretch motion. It. You just go plop. You just plop it on your head. What the the vagina? You wear the vagina like a yarmulke. Uh my locks would get the vagina. I mean, <laughs> well, I was, are I was, you okay with that? Ah, uh, if you're into a braid on forehead, somebody's king. If, if you're into, a I don't know if they want these locks in. Okay, you can find taking in the scene at. <laughs> Instagram at Taking in the Scene Podcast, on Gmail at Taking in the Scene Podcast at gmail.com, and on FetLife at Taking in the Scene. Message us, talk to us. We yes, want to hear from you. Please. Um, tell us why you love Kink. Why? Tell us uh, your Batman thoughts. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But, I forgot about that. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, God, bring, gotta bring back Batman. Absolutely. Um, Denzel, can you take us out with All your right. special noise? We're, we're going to do something a little, a little different today. Um, no explanation. Just do it. The words are, I'm going to giggle my way into your guts. <laughs> <laughs>